Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is With Ines, a music commentary podcast where we talk about all things Afrobeats, ranging from new music to more serious issues within the music industry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Afrobeats Avengers are back. Well, two of them, because we're a little little short on members of the team who have a couple things that they have to get to. But don't worry, don't worry, we still have you down. It's still the same energy, still the same vibe, still the same informative, fun, fresh, young Afrobeats conversations that you get from us. But anyway, if you don't know me, my name is DG, and I am with my homegirl, homegirl for life, my my jigger, my nigga. That's so cute. <laughs> the month of love is so You get it. You get it. so much. What's your name now? Oh, my name is, you know, you guys, love makes you forget. <laughs> so, I wonder name if... is Sharon. Sharon, yeah. Sharon Ntan. Do you want to say the middle name too? Ntan. Sharon Ntan. <laughs> I wonder if we're actually ever going to stop saying our names. I feel like people know us by now. Now We'll see. We'll see. Depending on what my producer says. Um, but yeah, we're just going to get into the new music from the week. You already know what to expect from us. And just leading into that, I think, low-key, this has been the best week, music week of the year so far. At least for me, because I'd say that I had more than one song that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other week, it's just been like maybe one and everything else is just generic. But this week, we had some heavy hitters drop. And I'm curious about what you thought about the music from this week. So... Um, this week was a very packed week, actually. I don't think they gave us enough room to digest all the music because I have this theory that it's only a only a small percentage of songs will capture your heart mm-hmm. on the first listen. Absolutely. So some songs, you need to listen to them the first time. Then you give it eight hours that like you're <laughs> taking medicine. Then you try it again. And if it catches, it catches. If it doesn't catch, but because the songs were a lot, like what time do I have yeah. to be going back? And in between, there's album too. So it's like I'm it was lie. a lot. They have really started getting into the music here. It's obvious that everybody has really started getting into. Did you the listen music to the album here. or the albums from this week? 
So I didn't listen to the albums beginning to end. Um, as you guys should know, I'm an album girl and I actually like listening to albums beginning to end. However, because I've already said that this um, weekend was like very heavy. It didn't really give me enough chance to actually immerse myself in albums. However, one album I listened to was Once Upon a Cat. But I didn't listen to the album. I have to add that again. What I did or how I listened to the album was I went through the list of songs. Mm -hmm. And then the people that I am currently listening to their music or that I currently fancy, I listened to the tracks they were on. Okay. So for one, I listened to WDO. That is We Day Outside. That's King Maddy and Yaya. Um, I also listened to, um, what's the name of that song? The one with Diverse. It's called Call Me Baby. Call Me Baby. Yes, Call Me Baby. And then the last one I listened to was Okwe. That's the one with T-Dollar. Because I actually really like T-Dollar. So that's for the album, right? And um, there's one comment I wanted to make on this album. Um, okay, I think another reason the album might have also just flown over my head is that Yanya as an artist is not, has not really been front and center for me. He's one of the artists that it almost feels like we have transcended their time, like yeah. we have left them. So now we are looking on to new things. So I think, I guess it's great that he puts these new guys on because it's kind of like him really knows back into his album. Mm -hmm. Maybe if he had some other type of features. In fact, I truly, truly would not even have three songs <laughs> that I listened to on the album. So there's that. So that's for album. Then for singles, one song that drops that I really, really like is Commas by Ira Star. No surprise. As a savvy girl that I am. <laughs> so what do I want to say about Commas? I just really like that song. And it's, it sounds like um, it sounds like uh, what do they call this song again? Rush. Rush and calm down, join together. Yeah. It sounds like Rush and calm down, join together. So it's produced by London, are we? Or is it Rage? Rage? I think Rage and London. Rage and London. So I think generally, I like songs that have that kind of pattern. Yeah. So it's not very sing songy. It's not heavy. It's not, but it's so bouncy. It's like a good day mm -hmm. in. Miami. <laughs> I just chose that place. No, but that's but actually yeah. accurate. It's like a no. Is it LA? That I place has trees, coconut tree. That's, uh, that could be both actually. They LA, both have tropical. Whatever, Sha. You know what I mean. It's a good. But day. LA is Sunlight. the one that probably comes to mind. No roof in your car. Yeah, that's, that's LA. Yeah. Song feels like. So I really like Sunset the song. Boulevard. First single of the year. I think it's a really good one. I think she came back with a solid record. Um, and then the one more. The only other song that I would say I kind of liked this um, release week would be this Latin and Ashake song. Um, um, Bust down. I feel like Zlatan is making a comeback somehow because there was a time where he was really popping and then he felt like he was no longer popping. Mm -hmm. 
But recently, it's like he's really... I don't know what this is leading up to. I don't know if this is leading up to a full project. I don't know if he has said anything like that. I think so. Almost times when artists start coming back like this, like this, they are trying to prepare us for something that is coming. I remember he did an OK Africa interview last year where Mm -hmm. he kind of hinted to one. So I think he does have an album coming. Yeah, so it's a really good song. That is one collaboration that I would have anticipated if I thought about it. Like Ashake and Zlatan, it's a good combo. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another... Dope song, I like this. His longevity, man, is ridiculous. Like, I think at the time when he had freshly popped off and it was kind of like after the Able God period and mm-hmm. then almost sort of riding Naramali's coattails. Yeah. Um, If you had asked me to predict who would have the longer run, at mm-hmm. the time I might have said Naira, you know, and mm-hmm. now it seems so silly because Latan just fits into so many different bags. So many people feel like he's like just that garnish on people's records. I was yep, thinking about, yep, yep. I was thinking about, um, I was listening to Do I, um, the Fino, the remix of the Fino song with mm-hmm. Burna over the weekend and all through Burna's verses, of all through his verse rather, um, Fino is sprinkling like ad libs after yeah. everything he says. And you know, Zlatan has just always been that, been guy, that guy, you know, um, so it's just really interesting to see how he has maintained his relevance and just the interest in his music plus cleaning up his brand you know yeah there was a video i can't who posted a video recently that zlatan was in and i was like that's that cannot be zlatan <laughs> no for real like he's so much cleaner like now he changed his circles yeah 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 he no longer rolls the lots to the people that he used to roll with mm-hmm. and just in general like he just looks cleaner like his brand seems cleaner so yeah, shout out and to And he Zlatan. doesn't he doesn't say a lot of trash like Yes, I like, like exactly. Before. Yeah, he's kind Before of it was very it was very annoying he used to talk anyhow. <laughs> he was vulgar and he just used to always like leaning to you know that Yahoo boy, Yahoo boy um Kenny that was popping at the time. But yeah, he really cleaned it up, man. Shout out to Zlatan. I like that song a lot as well. Um it feels like um the producer of this song, Blaze Beats, has become Magic Sticks Part Two. Cause yeah. you know when Ashake first came out, he was strictly on Magic Sticks yeah. Beats. Um, and now he's had a couple Blaze Beats records in the middle with the Ama Piano bounce that he goes for. But like Blaze Beats, I mean, Blaze Beats has now kind of become, I guess, the de facto guy for those beats. And I'm wondering where it leaves Magic Sticks because that was like his trademark sound. But yeah, shout out to Zlatan Ashake for that record. Very, very fun. I also like Commas by Star as well. Um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't want to like it. <laughs> I did what changed I, I kept listening to it <laughs> I kept listening to it and it's catchy like if you it's one of those records that it, it's not offensive it's not it's not, it's in the middle right so you will if you listen to it enough you will enjoy it it's just mm-hmm. what it is like there's no elements of the song that will turn you off but I think yeah. the reason I initially didn't want to like it was because like you said it's kind of like a rush a rush redux and I think Ara has so much that she could do. And she showed yeah. me something last year with um that FU um record record that she was on with David Guetta and um, Lil Dirk. So I want to see more experimentation, but I could also understand like first record of the year. Yeah. You want to see, you want to you hit want the ground running. Kisdania routes. Yeah, what they want. <laughs> and then eventually now I guess reel them in with other stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, good record. I can't deny it. I, I would love to see more stuff, but for now it works. Um also the Usher and Fields record that dropped. Um so Usher announced his album I think last week, and we know that we have a burner record coming. Mm-hmm. And we also have a Fields record, and the Fields record dropped. Um, for this new Music Friday, I really, really, really like it. I did not know that I would enjoy Usher and Afro Beats as much as I have, but I really enjoy that record. And I because it feels now. 
work feels knows how to curate yeah because he pretty much curated the entire did, yeah. thing you so could tell it was his song course. pretty much and he's well versed in the whole Afrobeats business I know it's funny and it was his pr- production it's funny when I listened to that record I thought that would be the kind of beats that Fireboy would benefit from right now because you know Phil's produced if not his entire first album mm-hmm. produced a chunk of it and I just my brain straight went into LTG Fireboy like this is something that he could Fireboy is crying now this thing you just <laughs> said another LTG mention it's unfortunate but it's, it's what came to mind you know um, especially because I haven't heard I don't know that I've heard Phil's produce a lot in recent times it yeah. feels like it's focused more on his artist side of things so even just hearing that re- at them that his re and producer tag was like okay this is definitely something i can see fireboy on. but yeah lovely record a bunch of remixes of all that i'm probably going to get to later but for now i just like this original one um asha also dropped a new record although and she had to tap into that although <laughs> that's what i was going to say <laughs> right, so that was the first thing that came to my mind because why is asha singing bro because <laughs> times are hard <laughs> yeah 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 I definitely had that feeling as well when I looked at it it's like oh man Asha has been corrupted but <laughs> I think the beauty of it is that she's still able to maintain her Asha-ness mm-hmm. you know um, if you can get past like the very obvious um, play at mainstream um, I guess participation for lack of a better word it is a good record right it's yeah. a good song um, i it's it's typical Asha and the good thing about Asha is that because she doesn't drop a lot of music um, typical Asha works it's mm-hmm. something that people feel starved from so when it comes back it feels brand new and novel and fresh um, but yeah I really like that record I hope it does great things I also hope she drops visuals man because the picture I saw I think like a short video of her she had on these like really big like shoes leather boots mm. or whatever I love her aesthetic now man like old Asha versus this new one that's just very trendy and almost has some Gen Z leanings is I love her. I love her and I hope that she has like more visuals that go with the album. My track of the week, I'll say two tracks of the week. And we're doing track of the week. I just always like to single out the one that I feel the most. One song was um, Celine Dion by Ajebo Hustlers and Odumodu Black. I think it's just because I have a bias when it comes to those guys, their uniqueness. Uh, those guys, meaning Ajebo Hustlers, yes, right? Ajibo. <laughs> yes, Ajebo Hustlers. Um, I have a bias when it comes to them because I just think nobody else sounds like them in the industry. No, it's true. And also, what's it called? Knowledge, who is one of the one part of the duo, is one of my favorite rappers in Nigeria. And just as a testament of why he's my favorite rapper, or one of my favorite rappers in Nigeria, he has this... <laughs> He has this part of the song. I have to make sure I find it so I say it properly. It's the opening line of his verse. And he says, Her attitude na zero, but she sabi kill mosquito. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? But it's provocative and it gets the people going. And I love stuff like that. You and know? he's not insulting the girls. He's not. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not. It's just an, a unique turn of phrase. So I, I really enjoy that. I think Odumodu also, you know, showed up. He had a good verse that was complimentary. He was kind of in his Okoropo bag or whatever. That, <laughs> you know what that thing is? Like his, his sub-genre that he has. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was a good record. And then the second one is actually from Iyaya's album, which by the way, that album, mm-hmm. doing a deep dive on the... Um, do you remember um, last year when he he kind of inserted himself in the New Cats conversation? Yeah, so, um, they came for him. They came for him. No Mercy. No Mercy. It was so... It was Loved really mean. the internet sometimes. 
And I remember it was a tweet that says, Iyaya Webi once upon a cat, don't go and set himself. And now he's collecting hot pepper in his eyes. <laughs> so obviously that stuck with him. And he was like, okay, this is an avenue for, for me to spin yeah, this. Make lemonade out of lemon. <laughs> Literally. Or pepper soup out of of what? Pepe. Of Pepe. Mm, you know, I've never heard that before. Here you go, Sharon, with her usual, her usual unique vibes. Um, but yeah, making Pepe soup out of Pepe, he just decided to flip it. It's kind of like how Wande Cole did his old legend or no legend thing, or even like CK with the Who the F is CK album back in the day. Um, or CK mixed see, it. See the audience, steady, inspiring artists. You get it. You get it. And I actually didn't mind this because in this instance, Once Upon a Cat, I'd love to actually find out when he started recording the albums, but like, the way he flipped it as well was that he made it a an album that was in collaboration with New Cats. You know, can you mention that before? So he had King Maddie on here. He had Diverse. He had a bunch of just newer artists that have been, I guess, budding and rising up in the industry. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, my favorite record on the project, which is one of my favorite songs of the week, is a song called Call Me Baby that you mentioned with Diverse. Diverse, diverse annoys me sometimes. What did he do? The fact that it's like he came out with like so much change like, and momentum. Uh, yes, the, yeah. we have something, and then he just yeah. <sighs> man, every it's, it's striking while the iron is hot, it's man. It, it's become so it's become so important and diverse, highlighted. Don't stop, okay? Yeah, just don't, don't stop. stop. Keep creating. Don't We're stop. <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> and if you ever catch your moment of heat, like milk it, milk it is what it seems like, man, because. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, the, well, I'll say Niger, the Nigerian industry, but I think just the Nigerian music listeners in general are not very forgiving. Yep. They're not very forgiving. So it's like, yeah, just stick with it. But at the same time, we don't know all the circumstances surrounding his ability to release music. I'm sure there's a deeper story there. But yeah, going back to the record, I really, really like this record. One, because it's just a fun, cute ballad, enjoyable music, mm-hmm. but also because of the sample that it, I mean, it, it interpolates in this record or the interpolation that it does in this record, which is a theme across the album, by the way. So there's a bunch of, um, I guess, nods to older music, but I really enjoy the one on Call Me Baby, which is a reference to um, Mesmerize by Jaro and Ashanti, which is hands down one of my favorite records growing up and had like this incredible video that was a play on Greece and all that. But yeah, that's not the point. I really, really like this record because it takes that record and it puts a really good flip on it. And just, it's nice to see like we've always said, artists still in that vibe of experimenting and trying things. Sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't. But this time I felt like it did. I need you to go back to else? one song that okay. you spoke about. So you said that Celine Dion was like your one of your top songs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have really fair points. But for me, I, I feel like maybe I might have over-anticipated what I thought this song would be. Mm, I get that. So... I, I felt kind of let down. Yeah. Because I really like Kajabo Hustlers and mm-hmm. I like like the energy that he brings to songs. But I don't think that um I don't think that this song particularly captured them, like what I'm used to hearing from them. That's one. And two, I also don't think the featured artist, it also captured what I'm used to hearing from him. Okay. So I don't know if it was deliberate, like if they said, Okay, so for this one we want it to sound this way so it just kind of felt like i didn't get what i would have expected to get from the song so that's my is there any chance you're expecting a high energy record because i saw that i think so i I think so i saw that opinion on twitter a bit i feel like yeah that's i think that's it because they usually give us 
that except when they don't give us and then you know clearly that this yeah. is not what they are trying yeah, to do. Yeah, like they have favor on your record. It's more yeah. romance leaning. Whereas with Odumodi, you'd think it would be like a ginger, ginger record. I get exactly. that. I get that. So, I get so that. that's that. But yeah, shout out to Ajebo Hustlers. Yeah. Also, honorable mention to um, Timmy, I think. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Timmy. Oh, it's Timmy. Timmy. Oh, yes. Honorable mention right there. Yeah, Timmy. How can I miss that? And YKB. They dropped a record, Suleja Remix, which I really, really like. YKB is just, he can't do no wrong in my eyes. He can't do no wrong in my eyes. I really yes. hope 2024 is a big year for him because he has so much talent. Um, I know his his um cover for WizKid's um IDK mm-hmm. was popping off heavy. WizKid co-signed it as well. So I really, really hope that this is just a a, a launch pad for him 2024 and he just his career goes to new levels. Definitely. Me too. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Moving on to some of the more interesting things from this week. So I came across an article, right? It was um, an article in Culture Custodian. The writer was Patrick Ezema. Shout out Patrick Ezema. And it was an article on Kiss Daniel, right? Daniel. (laughs) I would expect that from Moyo. Because he's the person who is always kissing on this podcast. Um, But it was an article. No more, Daniel. Come on, man. No bars. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the name of the article was Kiss Daniel's cross-generational appeal is the ace up his sleeve. I know it's funny. I, I like that he did this article because I was thinking something similar when his first, when his remix with David O for Twe Twe came out. Mm-hmm. And my central point was that I didn't feel like he got enough credits because people think that simplistic bars are like, you can just wake up and you can do it. But there's low-key science to it. And I think that's what he's, this article speaks about with just the cross-generational appeal. Because in as much as it's simple, it has to be able to drag our generation as well as, you know, like the older civil servants, civil servant generation that people keep referring to. So, yeah, the article discusses how he stayed very resilient in his approach to making music, you know, with like this whole Afrobeats to the world thing and how everybody's kind of chasing a more global sound. Shout out Casey with Oja Piano remix, which we'll get to in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has really just stuck to his roots. So he has this line on his song from his latest album, Maverick, My G. The name of the song is My G. And it says, If I know Wayne Grammy, forgive the Yoruba, my Yoruba is terrible. But he's basically just talking about, he's playing down him, like global prospects of his music and him going in that direction. And for me, I think there's a lot of merits to this that people aren't giving him credits for. Because in a time when everybody wants to be gets, making that kind of music, everybody's pushing for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who's just like, I'm going to do what I do and you guys are going to accept it. And mm-hmm. it's successful. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? What do you think? Maybe I'm, I'm gassing him up too much and the criticism that he gets is actually warranted. But how do you feel about Kiss Daniel's music and how it's perceived, especially in light of, you know, the globalization of Afrobeats? So I feel like some artists like Kiss Daniel, they have matured in their craft enough to know that not every music is going to cross um, Africa, mm. like in the award-winning sense of things. And I think one of such people like him would be Flavor, for instance. Mm, so Flavor has this kind of thing going on. He's going. He's always going to pop here. He's likely always going to pop in African countries. But you see that Grammy business... Shout out to the guys that are aiming for Grammy. I'm putting it on their to-do list this year. On their vision yeah, board. Fine. I feel like what he can now do, if let's assume Grammy is something he wants in his life, he can now use the Olamide approach. Now ask me what's the Olamide approach? What is the Olamide approach? So Olamide 2 is actually one of these kind of people where 
anytime they give us music, we're always going to eat it. Mm-hmm. The music is not necessarily too different, kind of like Daniel's music. But you can also see that he's not particularly trying to catch the eyes of Grammy people. Because we know that to try and catch the eyes of Grammy people, they're going to make music that Nigerians hate. You have to make music that Nigerians hate. Because it's hard for you as a Nigerian on your own to just get a Grammy. It's yeah. a sad reality. I mean, I it's, like it's kind of changing though. It's changing, but all the people that it has changed for in quotes, at one point in their career, they've mm. collaborated with a... Fair. I know what you mean. Like they've yeah. collaborated with a foreign artist. Yeah. They've probably done certain number of shows there yeah. at certain capacity. Like you can just see little, little things that don't look like they are things. Yeah. But deep down, we know that they are things. Yeah. So one way he can try to do that is like how Olamide has a shake and all that kind of thing. If he decides to godfather someone. Yeah. He might actually get his, you know. But he won't be alone because he has his brother in waiting too. His brother in waiting? Yeah. Who's his brother in waiting? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I won't lie, I think it is so sad that nice, I mean, in that time, that was such an outlandish claim, thinking that he built to win a Grammy. It was such an outlandish claim. A part of me actually wants him to win Me too, me too. And I don't know why. To at least be involved. I don't know how, because it's not even giving us music. Bro, he's done with music now. Oh, actually, no, he dropped, he dropped um, Lord of Ajasa last year. I never listened to that album. I wish I did, but. Maybe he should go and collaborate with Anjali (laughs) Kijo. That woman has suffered in her hand, man. Our Grammy gateway. Bro, bro. We didn't know that the way to the Grammys was through Bene, Bene Republic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought this yeah. was a very interesting conversation, just considering how like everybody else seems to be having, you know, very, like I said, global approaches. Like think the art school mentions Adekunle Gold, for example. Mm-hmm. So you know how Adekunle Gold initially was more, I guess, localized with his yeah. music. And then after signing to Def Jam, he did like this complete 360, um, 180 mm-hmm. and had this Afro pop album. So I guess it was just giving him his plot is for sticking to his sound. And no, but I, I, I really like it because I feel like we always lose a part of our artists when they absolutely. go global. Yeah. And we are kind of forced to accept who they become. Yeah. Not like we don't want them to grow or anything, but they, they always start making music that sounds different. Yeah. And it's just what it is. Are they going to start making music that sounded different? Yeah. Tim started making music. Whiskey Zone annoyed me like mad because I was a Whiskey fan. I still am, but like I was... It's super whiskey fan. So you weren't as much of a fan of like post sound from the other sides. That's one in particular. I was not a fan of that <laughs> album. And I think the album does get enough credit. I mean, shout out to the album. Maybe the production is stellar and all that. But I just didn't like that. I know some fans are like that. I just didn't like that. It just sounded so different. Like, I why heard. couldn't we have an Oliver Twist approach? Like, why can't we have that? Because it still sounded Oliver Twist still sounded very like us yeah. but then it appealed to them I think like why do we have to now start making our music yeah. I'm not gonna lie like I what? think I think the sounds from the other sides of the world needed to exist for people like Ashake and then people to be able to do to stand on what they do and not necessarily because of the music or like the connection to the music but just the gateway so Wizkid being on one dance all these people being on records that were very like global leaning mm-hmm puts more eyes on Africa such that the empires of the world were mm-hmm. like, okay, let's actually even see what's happening in this gold mine. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice, I think, to be able to be 
authentic, quote unquote, the entire mm-hmm. way. But the world wasn't checking for authentic once upon but a time. It's, it's, anyway, nothing is in um, one straight line, Sha. Yeah. Because um, the West, they always like to choose what it is they want to choose at a given time. Yeah. Because why do our own Afrobeat artists have to kind of alter their sound to fit their own kind of listening culture? But then the songs that they always like to really award mm-hmm. where the songs are sounding like Fela's music and yeah, the that sounds very African <laughs> as far <laughs> traditional music yeah. like you carry cone and you are hitting the cone like why is it like that and why is it that now they are now also looking for songs that sound like authentic African yeah. music like the new age African yeah. music so really validation is for packing <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. Um, and yeah, it's 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 interesting that that was always the the case with you know looking out for the older style of music. But like with the Grammys coming up, yeah, we're going to see. We'll see what happens. Like, Let's we're really see. see. We're going to see. And Bonaboy is performing. I'm is. excited to see that. He is. He is. I hope he's main stage. Or if not, Bonaboy will set that place. <laughs> it is. It is. There's no way they're going to put Brandy and Twenty One Savage on. on the side stage if they do even raise burner. Um, what I hope is going to come out from his Grammy performance, I really, really hope we don't get just sitting on top of the world. I would okay. love for him to do something that had more, I guess, Nigerian sensibilities. Like Yawade. No, yeah, yeah, what is that? Like it, like it, like it. <laughs> but yeah, just something with more Nigerian sensibilities because yeah. someone I'm um, sitting on top of the world is it could have been made by an American artist, yeah, you know. Sure um, that. But yeah, moving on from that, a bunch of other things happened this week that I thought were interesting. There was also, like I said, I wanted to talk about the Oja Piano remix with KC. So speaking about... It's part of it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because what is that? (laughs) I beg, they should go and lock it inside the drive. Oh no, it's coming out though. It's coming out. He flew to LA. There's no no way. And he even gave you people behind the scenes now so you can see the creation of magic. Of all... In fact, of all... And I love them, but like it's just <laughs> it was so hilarious. So it, whatever, man. It was one of those things that I said, like the existence of it was so bizarre that there's nothing funnier you can add to it. And trust At me, all. I tried. I tried. I tried to make jokes. I tried to see if there was anything I could pull. Nope. It's just there's no I've never seen of all the bizarre collaborations we've ever mm-hmm. seen, this has to be the top. And we thought that um Oxlade and Camilla was weird though. We didn't know that. That was weird. I thought it was weird. Interesting. It just she didn't flow well on the track. But then I mean I get that. I just thought it on first listen, I thought it was weird. Fair. But I didn't know that it could get worse <laughs> until I saw Ojapian. What did you want to say? Bro. I already saw I, I listened to the snippets and it sounded a bit like he was and this is a most his name is Ryan Tedder or whoever the lead the mm. lead from um, One Republic is. It sounded like he was interpolating um, am I wrong? For me, what? so why didn't they just give it to a DJ? One Republic case and mixes. a DJ. So uh, add, you know. So from what system. from what I read, apparently One Republic were the ones who expressed interest. I told you now they are all coming back here to find music. They know what's hot. I just but, and this is what is hot. But what could the play possibly be? Is it that they just like the song to that extent and it's Maybe like let's saw, collab? In cases, music video. I know these people. When they see music video that looks as if they are in their authentic African self, they used to <laughs> run to it. That's the thing. Oh my god. Um <laughs> and then um at the end of it, at the end of the snippets or the 
behind the scenes video that he puts out. He goes, we're going for a Grammy. It's like, bro, please, <laughs> please, please, let's be real. Join the queue. <laughs> but nice is still in front. <laughs> like, please, please. Oja Piano is not going to win a Grammy. And if it does, I'm willing to eat my words, but I wouldn't bet on it. But yeah, that was just such a funny thing from this week. And I really wish I could do talk more about it. But there's just, it's just so, yeah, yeah, we're going to leave that alone. Um, Something else that I wanted to discuss Joe Boy recently left Empower Records and has decided to float his own label mm. in a joint venture with Warner Music Africa. Shout out to Joe Boy. Congratulations. How do you feel about artists? I think it's a conversation I had. How do you feel about artists floating their own things? Um, personally, I see it as a business venture. Okay. And anybody can start a business. So if he has decided that the time is right for him mm-hmm. to start a business, I just hope that he is working with the right people. Yeah. Because music is a very delicate business. And it's not just delicate. It is it's very intensive. It's like being a psychologist. So you're dealing with people's emotions mm-hmm. and you're dealing with intellectual property. Yeah. So like it's, it's just a lot. Yeah. And then you... I don't think you have particularly reached that, um, I don't want to call it legend status, but you haven't like reached a particular status in our music society mm-hmm. where it feels like you've given us everything. Now we need you to pour back into the economy. And yeah. then you now want to start his own label. Your own. It just feels very tricky and dicey, but you, think you can't do anything. Eh? You think it's early? I think it's early because I still feel like Joe Boy has a lot to give okay. as an artist. Yeah. And it's it might not be that easy for him to be an exec and an artist at the same time. So, I mean, your point about like having the right team behind him, I know he's building infrastructure mm-hmm. and being that he's working with Warner, that like distribution and things like that will be mm-hmm. handled on his behalf. But um, what I've heard is that he's working with um this guy who, I don't know if he's still there or who was there once upon a time. So he used to be, Senior label manager at Orchid, of mm-hmm. Orchid rather, um, mm-hmm. Diola Jaisimi, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's sound like he he has years in the industry. He's been at the helm of one of the more important distribution houses of the side of the world for a while. Um, so I want to imagine that for that reason, he knows what he's doing, and I also know that because he is a Warner artist, that it is going to. He's going to be their flagship artist. I mean, outside of CK and maybe Diamond Platinums, he's going to be priority. So I know that Warner is going to have a vested interest in seeing that he succeeds. Um, and also, I mean, as far as like even giving a loss, man, Joe has given quite a bit too. He's been at Easy for what? He's been at Empire for five years now. He's dropped four projects, I believe. Something like maybe over five billion streams worldwide. Um, he's 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 definitely positioned to, to, um, to launch his own thing. My only thing is like, like you've probably said is that I don't know. And maybe he doesn't have any intentions to float any other t- talents. We don't know. It could literally just be the, the vehicle that he releases his music through. Okay. Um, so as far as like executive stuff, I'm sure between Warner and Diola and like the other people that we don't even know, whatever, like he will have the business side of things down. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to actually see if he decides to expand and, you know, have artists of his own. That'll be, that'll be nice to see. I know there was this artist that he worked with for a while, Kemena, um, and there's been some rumblings that maybe he might be an artist under the label, but it remains to be seen. Um, yeah. 
I think I, I was just viewing it from the lens of... Um... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's, like how many years active does someone have to be before they can really start? Because when I saw that he was launching his own thing, I took it as him launching a label that would have artists under it as well. Oh, okay, Not okay. as a thing that he wants to just protect his own music yeah. and put out his music through. So I'm just saying, like, most of the guys who have labels and all, a number of them are not quite as active as the artists that they are trying to promote. Yeah. And I just feel like... Joe hasn't done 10 years yet. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he still has a lot to give. So will he, now, will he now be an active competitor with the people that will be under his label? Yeah. If he has people under his label. Yeah. But again, anybody can start a business yeah. at any time. And anybody can compete against anybody. Yeah. So that's just how I, it looked like. Yeah, but so my producer just let me know that he, in the one of the press release statements that came yeah. out, he spoke about wanting to be a mogul sort of like Olamide and mm-hmm. Don Jazzy and Easy. So to your point, it remains to be seen because it's yeah, early. I, I just feel like what is the, what they call that thing? Incentive? No, the bench, like what is the bar, bar for being like, like these Like those guys, people? yeah. And then if you use Easy, for instance. Who was Easy before he who started? Who was Easy move? before yeah, he started? Easy had money. Yeah, so, true. If one is backing him in this, on that sure side as well, or he sure just has a lot of money that he wants to put into, yeah. anybody, again, can be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so please, I'm if the idea comes to you to start anything, yeah. please start it. It just might be weird, because I know that sometimes artists feel somehow, if they are boss or they are, um, say, Danjazi Yanko, mm-hmm. it's an active... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like... Yeah. Am I going to fight with my boss on the charts and it's or something? Occasion. Like, how is he going to? Does he actually care for me? Yeah. Bias enters. So there are yeah. just so many things, and I want to believe that because of the um, quality people he has on his team, they've already explored all these possible yeah. lines, and I hope it yeah. works out well for him. And it's great that you bring that up as well because I think that occasionally has been a sticking point. And what I mean is, you know, when when artists occupy executive positions, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like there's a there's a gap between their ability to have like be like be successful in their own rights musically and also ensure that the next generation of the people that they they have under them mm-hmm. maintain their momentum so um and i think back in the day like we there was even that conversation with dr sid and debange i believe this leaked conversation that came out that david was also a part of where dr sid alluded to debange's star being too bright such that mm-hmm. it overshadowed him back in the Mohits days. And I know that it was also the conversation surrounding B-Red and Shino Rambo back in the mm-hmm. day with HKN, even though I think that situation is infinitely more complex for a number of reasons. 
Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes with this, man. It's, Definitely. It'll be fun to see him getting his producer and, and his executive bag. I also think an understated part of the conversation, which I've heard, I, I, and I'm, this is all pure speculation, guys. <laughs> Allegedly, there was some dissatisfaction with his situation. So I can imagine that this is also just a way to... Like, like in his formal um, yeah, label. Yeah, so this is a way for him to just be able to have his, some autonomy, you know, um, mm-hmm. be able to maintain, I guess, more creative direction, uh, mm-hmm. just like really steer his career in the, the way that he wants it to go and be in charge of his decision. So yeah, shout out to Joe Boy. The, oh yeah, and also the name of the label is Young Legend, a tag that he has gone by for a while, for a while. So, you know, he's he's talking, he's talking his shit. But yeah, let's hopefully see that this pans out. I'm really curious to see how Warner elevates his career because as much as Empower, Empower with bad guys, I think Warner has far more cachet. They have more mm-hmm. hands in the industry. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw how Love Wants and Tea, mm-hmm. you know, skyrocketed on the back of Warner's um, infrastructure. So hopefully, he's Warner able is to... one of the big guys. Yes, now the big the three. World, so. Big three. And speaking of the big three, I like how you just, you know, you brought to that. The transitions are easier this way when you're informed. Um, I wanted to talk about UMG, so ah. Universal Music. And this is, yeah, I know this is one that has a personal, is a Broke personal pain point to, to your heart. Broke my um, heart for real. So over the week, um, Universal and Universal announced that they were going to be taking all their music, all their, their entire catalog off of TikTok. Because they're just they, taking away the entire world. <laughs> which is crazy because they have the largest share of, you know, yes, the entertainment music industry. the children and children and children that they parent. <laughs> ah, it's too many. It's too many. They have too many tentacles in the See, industry. This is actually one of the best things I've seen in a long time in the music industry. What? Like, because two of them are giants in their mm-hmm. separate worlds. So it was just so funny to watch. It's crazy. It's honestly crazy. And... And this isn't the first time that they've had a dispute. So I remember initially when TikTok was going through like their whole fiasco. Yeah. Um, there were conversations about Universal pulling out their music then, but that ultimately got resolved. But I assume that after this latest renewal, they couldn't come to an agreement. And a lot of conversation has come out about it. I'm going to read some of the quotes from the press release that UMG puts out. Then I'll also read some from the TikTok one. Okay. One moment. The statement from UMG, which came out on the 30th of January, reads, or oh, I'll just go through like the main excerpts because it's really long. They went into a lot of detail. Um, it reads, the terms of our relationship with TikTok are set by contract, which expires January 31st, 2024. In our contract renewal discussions, we have been pressing them on three critical issues. Appropriate compensation for our artists and songwriters, protecting human artists from the harmful effects of AI, and online safety for TikTok users. Then they go on further to say, Today, as an indication of how little TikTok compensates artists and songwriters despite its massive and growing user base, rapidly rising advertising revenue, and increasing reliance on music-based content, TikTok accounts for only about 1% of our total revenue. Now, some of the more interesting things for me about this, number one, I'll just highlight this and move on. U- UMG, please. You guys don't care about the safety of TikTok users. Like, that's just one of those additional things that was thrown in the press release mm. for for morale, for moral high grand, grandstanding, but they've never cared about the safety mm. of TikTok users. Um, also talking about protecting human artists from the harmful effects of AI, that's slightly ironic because, if I remember correctly, TikTok, or sorry, Universal, was speaking about taking advantage of the AI boom. And this happened when... There was this song, I, I don't know if you guys remember or if you remember, Sharon, they had this 
um, AI produced song that mimicked Drake yeah. and The Weeknd that got very mm-hmm. popular on TikTok, right? And that kind of led um, Universal to make a statement about it. And I believe Lucien Grange actually spoke about this. And they said that Universal would be working with Google, working with YouTube to launch a product that would ultimately monetize the threat of AI. Also saying that it will be working with musicians to work out what this product would look like. And in saying that, he says, I believe AI will amplify human imagination and enrich musical creativity. So obviously, it's not that UMG is opposed to the idea of AI. They just want more control. So I don't know. That's... They just don't. I think they just didn't like that TikTok is chopping out the money. Fair enough. That's it. That they want more control. And they kind of said it now. Yeah. That TikTok is not being fair. So I, I, I don't like the framing of it as almost like a moral issue. That then they can't really take the moral high ground, in my opinion, on subjects like this. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final one was them saying compensation for artists and songwriters. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm going to move to you to read the TikTok one because TikTok has a response to that specific line in question. And TikTok said, I know you for who you are. <laughs> I can see right through you, UMG. We've been here before. This is the official Because they always thing. have um, family meetings. Yeah, they do. So they know. And then UMG just came to the public. And like, TikTok was like... Well, I will got show you. you. <laughs> and now this is what they said on the 30th of January, 2024. It is sad and disappointing that Universal Music Group has put their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters. Despite Universal's false narrative and rhetoric, the fact is they have chosen to walk away from the powerful support of a platform with well over a billion users. <laughs> that serves as a free promotional and discovery vehicle for their talent. TikTok has been able to reach artists first, in quotes, agreements with every other label and publisher. Clearly, Universal's self-serving actions are not in the best interest of their artists, songwriters, and fans. Full stop. Nothing more, nothing less. This is less than one minute. If we're rapping like Busta Rhymes, stays 30 seconds. (laughs) That that part where they mention um, that they're billion users, Kini. Yeah. Is, they, they had to flex on your oh, real yeah, quick. Oh, yeah, they had to flex. <laughs> so like, people should do. Universal, hmm, you will come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they're like, you guys, it's not also, it's it Universal. Them, yeah. We want to give you guys music. But Universal has said no. Yeah. They want to move on. You know, it's, it's so funny because I think I'm... I'm leaning a little, not even a little, I'm leaning a lot towards TikTok on this, specifically for the reason that it's like they've agreed with everybody else. Nobody mm-hmm. else seems to have the disputes. Mm-hmm. But I can also understand in the sense of like just being pure capitalist, universal, like we have the largest market share. We should mm-hmm. get a larger chunk of the pie, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm definitely leaning more towards TikTok because as a as an end user, as a consumer, mm-hmm. this affects me. It mm-hmm. affects me directly. I'm watching TikToks and my guys are looking stupid dancing to nothing you know like <laughs> moving their mouths to nothing and there's so many people like i was watching i was on stormzy's instagram mm-hmm. and he stormzy's not a person that ever even like uses tiktok normally so he's decided to start using tiktok he's seen as an avenue to boost his music and his streams or whatever established and on the videos they are quiet you know and even just bringing it back to afro beats mm-hmm. it affects us too there are oh, a bunch yes. of artists i mean you were talking offline about um, life size Teddy. Yeah, life size Teddy. So the the thing is that, um, and you will help me here as we proceed. Yeah. The thing is that so, Universal Music Group, right, is not just like one single label. The way we have maybe a Chocolate City and all that, they have 
their wings spread into other music um, companies. Yeah. So as lab- as in partners and as like other, uh, not joint not that they've acquired, but like joint ventures, right? And a few of those are um, Capital Records, um, Island Records, Def Jam Recordings, po- Republic Records, Motown, Virgin EMI Records. So you can see that it's like a lot. Yeah. And then they also have distributors as well, like EGA. And that's why Life Size Steady, for instance, is affected, right? Oh, so, so she distributes through EGA. Yeah, EGA. She's one of EGA's artists. Fair enough. Like that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, that's why someone like her would be affected. For me, I didn't even know that they were being serious like this. So because they were like <laughs> 12 midnight sharp, everything is gone. <laughs> I thought they were playing and they were calling each other's bluff. That's how I went to go and post to... Now, which kind of life where I never see, I use them for my video. And it went out. And it went out. Hi. They took it. Now, my video is just DMT, looking Hi. as if, what am I even doing Hi. there? And it's crazy because TikTok, right, is kind of like an open source platform. Yeah. Now, part of Universal's problem, that's why it's crazy. And that's why I can't even be on anybody's side because some of them know what they are doing. <laughs> Universal's problem is that TikTok has no boundaries. That it's just basically allowing people use people's music anyhow, anyhow, yeah. which is true. Mm-hmm. But when Ira posted commas, right, it wasn't yet uploaded to TikTok. Mm-hmm. It was used as original sound. Mm-hmm. And TikTok has a thing on their platform where original sound is not like particularly copyrighted sound because okay. like it's coming from you. Yeah. However, TikTok was able to wipe original sound too. So Universal knows that if TikTok wants, they can actually remove this thing they're talking about yeah but tiktok is deliberately not doing it yeah but i guess with, with that one it's still a registered trademark at the end of the day right so even it if it is it is but i think that's why no trademark copyrights whatever eh? no trademark sorry like yeah, copyright, yes. copyright. i think that's why their fight is funny yeah because like what are the because they have their agreements we don't know the full details of mm-hmm. what the agreement is on what original sound should be whether how many seconds you know where youtube will say mm-hmm. don't pass mm-hmm. a certain number of seconds like yeah. we don't know but these ones they said even if now one second do yeah we know once however like, though I, i've i've kind of seen like just speaking on that there's yeah. like a little workaround because the sped up the sped up version mm-hmm. of commas is mm-hmm. still on people's yes but is it like from the artist is it from the label was maybe it uploaded not. to TikTok the formal way, no, or is it so. by one uh, super yeah, fan maybe, maybe, that went maybe. to? Because they even tried their best that even the super fan sounds they mm. took them away. Wow! Some obviously the ones they can catch same way on YouTube too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's way you can always bypass yeah. internet things. Yeah. So that's so crazy. It's, it's not good though. But you see, when TikTok said that our over billion users, <laughs> they were right because let me tell you something that happened on TikTok now. What? As they have carried the music away. Yeah. Just a big shout out to my Swifties, even if we're not Afro Beats Avengers. Still love you guys. Afro Swifties over here. Um, so they started a new trend. Okay. Where people are now singing artist music, so they never lose it. Interesting. So TikTok has every right to say, you just lost. See what you've lost. And now, so because covers? the music is off TikTok, yeah. maybe people who don't know the music are now going to go to a Spotify or, a, or an Apple Music. So... Actually, the artists that will suffer the most are the baby artists. Yeah, the budding artists. The upcoming. Wait, when you say the Swifty thing, is it, are they doing covers? Yeah, they are all singing the song Interesting. now. Interesting. So they say, so you don't lose the song. So they are singing. It's me with a You can't fair. take that away because yeah, that is it's not the licensed yeah. music, yeah, that's not licensed right? To you. 
Uh, it's just it's it's so oh, that was also one of UMG's claims that um TikTok is kind of like shadow banning upcoming artists that really? they are deliberately blocking um their users from seeing their upcoming artists uh, they're trying to push. And low-key, I kind of see them. I can that see that. I can see that. Really, I don't really see yeah. upcoming people. I mean, and that. it's been TikTok has long been criticized for being biased in how it's, you know, the algorithm favors certain people over mm-hmm. others. And they even came out as much to say that they have something called a blow up button. So mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. they can hit the button and yeah. instantly your thing is going to be in front of as many users as possible. Mm-hmm. So we know they have that level of control to determine what gets seen. And we don't know what determines, like what metrics, what um, boundaries are like govern that sort of power. Because I think yeah. lots of power to have. Well, it's a bad time, Sha, for the fights to happen because I feel like, especially for us here, um, after the pandemic, a lot of us really started getting into TikTok. Yeah. And even much after the pandemic, like say two years after the pandemic, people really started seeing how instrumental TikTok Absolutely. was to their music. Yeah. And then... As we, as the people here in Nigeria now, we have also been trying to seal international deals. Us getting, like when Native and Def Jam came together, it was somehow like a breakthrough-like thing. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing that not too long before we celebrated our breakthrough. Look at what has happened. It's Bruh. like, did we sign a bad deal? Yeah. How do we come out of this? How can we still promote our artists in a way that it doesn't affect them in this TikTok that is very big? Yeah. It's also very instrumental in making music viral. Yeah. So I don't know how they will solve it. They've been saying that Taylor Swift should come out. Taylor Swift and Drake and no, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Caesar, Nicki Minaj. They've said they should come out because they have a lot of fans. They yeah. should come and beg UMG. And it's true. No, I feel eventually the noise, enough noise is going to be made as far as I don't I don't think the big artists as much because I mean their marketing is through the roof. Like TikTok, yeah. like if they, TikTok's contributing one percent of revenue, Drake is not going to feel it. It's the budding oh, artists. Yes, he like, just joined TikTok. Drake. I knocked him. I'm crying. I've been Drake on TikTok for a while now, hasn't he? No, he just joined. Now he's even in almost everybody's comment section. Really? Like that man that is saying, What country is this? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but I think like more so the artists are like like in Muni Long, for example. Yeah. She has that record that was just taking off. That was just even that other one, dance blood um blood on the dance floor, not Bloody Season. No, not Modusan. Also one Bloody other, Season. One other song has was just taking off. Yeah. And it was taking off really good. Yeah. And phew, And I think also gone. what it means for the Afrobeats to Billboard pipeline. Because I yeah. think about Amari now for example Sad Girls Love Money which is like her billboard record mm-hmm. that would have never happened without TikTok of course you know so instantly that just kind of shuts out a chunk of chunk. like a, a huge a chunk like chunk. even Ira for example I don't know if we mentioned Ira already yeah. like her new record commas like you said like they've they've taken that down and parts of the reason Rush was as big as it was was also because of TikTok so mm-hmm. Well, they should get their stuff together, man. They should get their stuff together ASAP because I beg, I beg. Like, for our sakes, it's like how they say... Even we that just started using TikTok not too long ago. How we do now? I beg, your One girl was limited. dancing to wind. They said that's what they want us to do. So that's it to win. I saw, I, I saw a music reviewer who, so what he usually does, like he'll have two thumbnails and he'll be pointing to them. Like oh, pointing yeah. To, he started reviewing food. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I started reviewing food. Say, oh, more they've taken my business away. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really sad. And you know how they say, like, when two elephants fight, is the ground, is the ground that yeah, suffers. It's, it's, it is. But it's, the ones suffering, man. But hopefully this gets resolved in time because I'm not going to lie, TikTok 
outside of even just being like a music promotion thing it's mm-hmm. just it's, it takes so much of the fun away from it you know like when it it's does. when so much of the business aspects is glaring over it's like please now this is our thing like this is a people's app you know like, stop all your well, it doesn't look like any of them are shaking not for now it doesn't yeah. look like any of not them are now. shaking but if tiktok really now launches their music because you know they're trying to yeah, get into like the food. i don't know what that will now mean but then they don't let's see i don't know it's hard to tell because if, to tell. if they have that thing that enables them to ensure that certain things are seen mm-hmm. more than others you'd think they would have a bias to their own mm-hmm. artists and artists might leave what their own labels like artists might like all the people in other um universal partners and co if they feel like TikTok is going to offer them better when mm-hmm. they launch their own mm-hmm. music um, brand, yeah. artists can't leave now. They're not tied to any one label. Yeah. And also back to an Afrobeat perspective, some of the artists that were affected, I mean, we said Life Size Teddy is also Adekunle Gold, signed to Def Jam, Odumudu, Def Jam as well, Bloody Civilian. I was just on her page a second ago. They have they have my girl looking stupid, man. Like artists, will, if they, they will not be thinking, and it's my song, go. It's my own, me <laughs> at least, my own it's song. my own song. And I cannot put, <laughs> the music industry is crazy. Intellectual property in general is crazy. Anyways, anyways, please, 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 release your neck from, your leg from our neck, um, UMG and, and TikTok. Please yeah. stop fighting. Abby, Abby. I was saying that maybe we should call Kendra Jenna to come and separate the fight <laughs> with, with a bottle of Pepsi. <laughs> Oh, some of the big boys, man. There's so many big boys on that label. They should they should help us out. Yeah. This actually, well, I don't know if it necessarily relates, but just as a side conversation, um, something I came across about like a week ago, Manny Walls was celebrating his birthday and he spoke about releasing a bunch of projects this year. I think about eight in total or something like that. But he said he was going to bypass DSPs. He puts out a tweet just commemorating it and also releasing a project. Um, plus one today with a new EP. This one isn't on streaming platforms. If you want to listen slash buy it, hit the link in my bio. Thank you in advance and happy birthday to me. Now, I think I wanted to discuss this. I mean, just with the in light of the UMG thing for one, because I mean, him being a budding artist, TikTok is a platform that he relies on to push his music out there. And obviously he's independent, so he doesn't suffer from those types of, you know, I guess infractions or whatever. But also... The approach. I really wanted to talk about the approach and what it means for independence artists and just the new, I guess, avenues and ventures they're embarking on. So he's releasing his music through an app called Grouped, right? Um, it's a crowdfunding app. It's one of those membership apps in the same vein as like Patreon and apps of that ilk. Um, so it allows you to sign up for a membership to support your favorite artist or creator or whatever. And as part of the package that he's doing, it's an $8 a month package. Um, to join what he calls the Lala fam. And if you know him, he calls himself Mr. Ulala, so the Lala fam. Um, $8 per month, and you get first access to the EP, plus access to all future EPs, a monthly listening session, a vote on one song to be released publicly, a donation of $1 to charity. So for whatever you pay in the month, so I guess $1 of it will go to charity. Exclusive content, which is interesting because with him, he has, um, Manuel is one of those artists who does a good job of marketing himself visually. So I imagine a chunk of that will be just the visual content and maybe behind the scenes stuff like that and recordings and whatever. First access to merch and show tickets, a special discount code for merch and concert tickets and access to a private group chat. Now, or subsequently as well, he also spoke about um, people buying the EP. So you can buy one out of eight EP. So that's the one that's been released currently for 
And what you get access to, like what you get from us, access to one of eight of the EP, exclusive updates from Manny Wells, and also a $1 donation from charity. I just honestly really think this is really interesting and innovative. And what really drove it home for me was another tweet that he puts out subsequently, which spoke about um, some of the revenue that he has made so far from this venture that he's done. So he says, to anyone that called me stupid, and yeah, he posted a picture first and the picture says, what, what the picture shows is $957 revenue and 110 new subscribers. So he says, to anyone that called me stupid, this is the equivalent of 250,000 streams on Spotify. We did this in a week and now we'll be donating $110 to charity. It's not about the money. I just value people in my, in my art. Thank you to those that believed slow and steady we're building. So what do you think? What do you think about this new approach? Or not new approach, because I think other people have done this, but this novel, it's the same word, this interesting approach to marketing his music and also doing like a direct-to-consumer type I, strategy. I, I think it is very bold. Okay. I, I think it's very daring because I don't know what confidence he has in Nigerians. That uh, um, His market is bigger than Nigerians. Okay, I don't know what confidence he has in his fans, his <laughs> global fans, that they would spend money to hear his music. Because, um, so for me, music is not marketed like how fashion or art is marketed, right? People always feel like they have some kind of, um, they, you owe them music. Yeah. So with other art forms, they don't feel like you owe them. It's like they're even waiting for you. It's like yeah. they are pleading with you. So the thing that you owe us, you now want us to pay for it directly. Because normally people are already paying to listen to musical. Mm -hmm. Because we've already paid 900 naira a month, we're not really paying much attention to the fact that we're actually paying to listen to music, right? But the fact that you want us to deliberately pay, and it's not even in naira self. I don't know. It's just a very daring thing. I don't know. It's just yeah. very bold. And I feel like maybe he fully understands his markets mm -hmm. and he really knows his fans. So there are certain people that make such moves with their fans. Yeah. But then most of the ones that I'm aware of, they know, like, their fans are almost like a cult. Mm -hmm. And they know that whether or not outsiders do it, my These fans it, yeah. are going to do it. So I think... So like, maybe he has that kind of understanding. Yeah. Because I know I would never... <laughs> I would never what you like, think it doesn't cast a big enough him. net what what you think it doesn't cast a big enough net I, I just I don't know let me not do the most I don't listen to his music okay let me just put it like that and if I can't find his music on the platform I've already paid for I will not go out of my way to, find to listen to yeah. his music which is why I want to believe that this is just a very targeted move to his core fans yeah. or to the people that buy into his music or to people who are in search of news. So <laughs> music writers and yeah, journalists yeah. and such people. Yeah. Of which, if I now wanted to listen to his music, I know someone would have paid for it by his fans. So I'll just tell the person, the other words who are probably sharing Netflix, I'll just tell the person, I beg, let me hear that song. That's that boy. Yeah. Release. I think, so, I agree. I agree on one end because um, this is definitely one of those super fan things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like as much as I love my new walls, I'm not going to. I, I just it's an expense that I would rather not have to do. In dollars. In dollars as well. Our card self cannot. <laughs> we can't even pay with our card. We have to be using third party. Yeah. So dollar is now near one eight. Yeah. So that's even ha. that's an added point. So for it, what? In a Two sense, minutes music. In a sense, is exclusionary of certain markets like yeah. people like us. Um, and also, I think. Part of music and underrated parts of music, understated parts of music, mm-hmm. is conversation. Yep. So if we can't talk about it, it kind of like takes off the shine of it. Because I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day, for example, when music was less um, decentralized, when it was more centralized, a chunk of the music experience was going to school or going to your work or wherever you would converge mm-hmm. and discussing, did you see that on MTV? Did you hear that on exactly. the radio? You know, um, Whereas now, like, maybe it's not the same because there's so many different pockets. But, like, yeah, I, I feel like in that way, it can kind of just take away some of the conversational bits of the music and also just exclude people. But on the flip side, man, if you're telling me that 250,000 streams on Spotify is equivalent to about $900 and you've managed to make that in a week, it's hard for me to fault you. It's hard for me to fault you because at the end of the day, these artists need to eat. That's I'm, true. And Manny Walls is not an artist who's averaging millions of streams on every one of his release. 250K is close to the peak of a lot of his records, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's about where like his records kind of bottom out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really fault in that respect. I think then what really would behoove him, what it behooves him to do in this instance is he's going to have to be really aggressive with the marketing to ensure that people feel like they're missing out on something because what this has become now is like a formal thing, right? So my music is popping to a large degree. And I'm talking about like to people like us, to so, people who are not super fans. Go okay. on. I wanted to say that. So that means radio people, for instance, will also have to buy the music to play it. I don't think radio is going to be the push at all. I think things like radio will be excluded. Ex- no, so that means, no, what he's saying entirely. is that he's going to, he's treating his music like, that's very exclusive thing. So we won't even hear it on radio. No, you will not. Because if a radio person buys it, he's not giving them the right to play yeah. it publicly. Yeah. So what... I don't even think, to be honest, I don't think he's the kind of artist who has done radio to this point. It's like he's very, very independent, right? So if he's got his song on radio, maybe it was like a song that... He has a song with Thames, for example. So okay. Maybe it's like, okay, this is just big enough that's like it's probably will feature on radio somewhere but i don't know that he has the resources even because radio like let's be real radio is paid for now like so i don't know that yeah, but sometimes some songs grow so big that, that you can't avoid ignore, them yeah. but, but he's not that this kind he's not even giving us a chance to make this song viral yeah he's not i that. mean if anybody has decided to treat their crafts like um special arts it's fine like yeah. It's fantastic. But we should we should we should be clear that it's not just an art conversation, it's a money conversation. And it's because he, prior to this, he was very vocal about how he could understand that one stream of his song was worth 0.00000 points. However, you know how Spotify's distribution thing is, is awful. So like that's really what the conversation comes down to more so than a conversation about artistic like my my art is so exclusive and so interesting that i want people to pay for it no it's like i I need money i i need money and i need to be able to feel like the rest of and the creation and production of my arts go on so um okay i'm not on his team sha but i was just like i was just thinking on my own and i think this because i'm i'm not a consumer of his music i don't know if this did he state if this was a long-term thing or if this is the marketing strategy so let me give you more context later release it okay so fire and friends that's if a, not 
that money, Owu, <laughs> that money is looking for like this. He won't even make it. No, that's that's because no, because I want to reference something. Uh-huh. When Jay Z tries to do something like this, mm-hmm. when he launched his own streaming platform, mm-hmm. like that everybody keep your deal. It sounded so, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like yeah. that's writing for the artist. Mm-hmm. But where did everybody still go back to? All the other platforms. Still went back to yeah. others because at the end of the day, uh-huh. you will have a good thing going and mm-hmm. good and fine, but. Think about the mass market. Yeah. It's not going to... I mean, with that Jay-Z one, to be honest, like, that was a capitalist move from the start. Like, it was never <laughs> it was never really for the artists like that. Even though Tidal does pay more than yeah. the average streaming platform, the intention, and you can I don't want to be misquoted, I'll just say, I believe mm-hmm. the intention was always to sell. It was always mm-hmm. to sell. He was always going to get to a place where it's like, oh, look, we have all this, these assets, these many people are invested in yeah. it. Now it's viable. Take it and... Dude, that because Jay Z is a businessman, but just going back to the point that you're making about him possibly putting it on other platforms, great question. And I'm going to refer to another tweet that he puts out where he says, mm-hmm. "This is why I'm not releasing most of my music on streaming platforms in 2024." Number one, I do not hate Spotify, but I refuse to show up to a place of work full time because a full time artist doesn't mm-hmm. do anything else that pays zero point zero zero three dollars per stream. As a human being, I think that's crazy. Okay. Number two. I want to connect with supporters outside of social media, which, to be honest, I think there's a lot of validity to that because it's like if Twitter glitches tomorrow, if Spotify and all these things glitch tomorrow, where does that leave the artist? Valid. Mm. Huh? Mm, continue, just finish. You, you can respond to that or let me get through the rest. This is what you get when you subscribe to my group. Mm. You vote on what gets released to my to streaming platform. So he does intend on releasing music, but he wants it to be at the choice of his fans. Okay. A private chat... And then back to the $1 goes to um, charity, blah, blah, exclusive access to feature projects. And he says, in 2024, we're releasing 24 songs, eight EPs, but only eight will touch streaming platforms, which the community gets to vote on. If you can't afford this, I understand and appreciate you. Mm -hmm. We're still releasing music, but not all the songs will be on streaming. We used to give CDs to people. Now I'm giving virtual CDs and a deeper connection with anyone that wants it. Your rebuttal. <laughs> well, I don't know where to begin or where to go from here, but I still believe in individuality. Okay. And people really doing what it is that they think is best for them. Okay. It's just that sometimes we cannot ignore the world we are currently in, mm-hmm. like the way an industry is moving at a given time. So, I mean, he's already an independent artist, mm-hmm. but chances are with this kind of move, He's likely always going to be this guy. Yeah. And if he's fine with it this way, then whatever makes him happy or whatever makes him feel like he's actually getting value for his crafts. Because when you talk about you don't want to be stuck on social media, there is a there's something called live music. And that's the place of live music, right? Live music people are not the social media people. So it's really about fully understanding the market, the industry, and the various ways to touch the market. Because mm-hmm. not every music listener is on the yes, internet. Please. And you are still using this same social media to tell us. You could have organized a conference somewhere <laughs> and told all of us that we should come and meet you there. But you're still going to use this channel. So like, yeah. why are you now being overly selective about it? But again, if he has really assessed the move mm-hmm. and everything and he wants to test it out because if he never tests it out, he will never know. Absolutely. Then it's perfect. Yeah. It's something new and if he really checks out, you will find that 
bigger labels even might even start absolutely start doing it because they're already even doing it with the whole channels thing on yeah. social media where they are trying to release exclusive thing for fans only mm-hmm. so they might adopt it and yeah. it will be the starter of a new wave yeah and honestly like in context and I, I think it's a i don't lie i think it's a really brilliant strategy because mm-hmm. an artist like him is, is not likely to release 24 songs in a year anyway like normally so having that and having some of them like now come out like i said half of 24 is 12 yeah if he does 12 songs in a year if he does eight eps yeah he doesn't particularly lose out yeah because he's still going to, and in as much as he's saying fans will get to vote on it i know his team will likely still have creative yep. control yep. so the best singles will probably still be the singles that come out um and actually low-key the fans having a vote on that is actually a great litmus test for that because if your fans your core fans think these are the singles that go out it's an easy survey it's like this these are the best singles well, core fans don't always make the right I decisions agree. that can be a tough part of this as well core fans low-key they don't even want the artists to grow <laughs> or blow because they want them to keep singing one particular yeah, thing and sometimes yeah. artists really need to yeah to, but I think what I was summing it up with is I think this is just an additional revenue stream. Yeah. But I what I appreciate the most about it is the spin. It's really nice spin. It's like a nice narrative. And apart from it being spin, it's also valid because zero point zero 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 three dollars on a stream is actually crazy. So let's see. I'm rooting it's crazy for crazy when you are recording small, small numbers. Yeah, fair, fair. So fair. Fair. So it's crazy for the budding artists which is ultimately the people that are suffering with everything that we've discussed this week yeah. you know um but i'm rooting for him big time i really 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 hope Only this because works he's out. a january baby i'm rooting, <laughs> <for> him. <laughs> I'm rooting for him because he's dope and he makes great music and i really want to see him win so hopefully this works out for manny wells looking forward to the music we'll not be paying but we'll be supporting from a distance his name is emmanuel avi i think so yes it has to be <laughs> manny well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have come to the end of another beautiful episode. One that we, I really, really enjoyed. We really talked today, oh, no, you we guys. Talked, please. We talked. Between Bios just two people. <laughs> Between just two people as well. It was really dope. Um, as usual, we're available everywhere. Your podcasts are available. We're not doing any exclusive deals yet. 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 No promises for the future in case we need money. And we need money for strep souls to clear our throats. Um, anyways, but by the way, we are available everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Per usual, follow us on social media, Instagram and um, Twitter at with an S pod is our handle. And also use the hashtag, hashtag with an S pod. If you want to get in contact with us, share your thoughts, share your feelings about even specifically this Manny Wells thing. If you have any interesting thing that you would like to add, we'd love to hear from you. And also leave us a rating. Our ratings have been going off recently in the past weeks. We're so grateful to you guys. We'd love to get to 100 soon. We're currently at 63. We're shooting for the moon. But yeah, it's all down to you guys and we appreciate you. Especially you guys who have been sending in topics. If you want us to listen to anything, if you want us to talk about anything, please let us know. We'll be glad to hear from you. But until we meet again, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. Sharon, appreciate you. You really brought it today. You brought I it. appreciate you too. You just as much as it. I appreciate our fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and also, our listeners and friends and yes, family. Yes, yes, yes. And the rest of the group who is in here today. But until next time, guys, it's been a blast. Talk to you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.